guys. This is episode 329 of the Girls Gone Wild podcast. This episode is sponsored by UnpluggedFlowEssentials.com. The discount code is GGW. Hemp-infused bath soaks. Get on it. These products are amazing. UnpluggedFlowEssentials.com. Get one for yourself. Get one for your bestie. You'll be the best friend in the whole wide world, and you'll support Joy and Claire at the same time. Thank you in advance for supporting our podcast. We love you guys so much. This week on the episode is Amanda Barnhart, CrossFit Games athlete extraordinaire. If you watched her in the games this year, you were no doubt inspired. She is a stellar athlete, an amazing human to talk to. So please enjoy this episode with Amanda. Don't forget to follow us on social, Joy and Claire underscore. Shoot us an email from our Instagram page. It's really fast. We love to hear feedback from you guys. So send us your thoughts and feelings about the episodes we've been doing and any suggestions or things that you want to see on the future episodes. We love hearing from you. Thank you for taking the time to email us. Girlsgonewad at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. You can follow us on Facebook, Girls Gone Wad, and Twitter. We are tweeting. Girls Gone Wad is on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for supporting us over the years. We appreciate you so very much. We say it all the time. We really mean it. We love you. Here's the episode with Amanda Barnhart. <laughs> Claire's already muting. <laughs> okay. So Amanda, I want to start with a very therapist question. Um, that I want to be like, how are you doing? Because you just, it's right after the CrossFit Games. I just saw you were hanging out at the pool, and I hope you're just getting a lot of rest. <laughs> yes. I. So last week after the Games, I basically did nothing. And I learned my lesson last year that like you have to like give yourself time to do nothing. You can't vacation immediately. Like You need a few days to kind of just get your life together. So after last week, you have those few tired days, you're feeling kind of rough. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I think I might want to exercise, but I don't want to be like told what to do. I just want to like sweat and not be judged. And then you kind of get to the point where you're like, okay, now I'm like, can kind of like mentally try to recoup because your body is finally feeling a little bit better, if that makes sense. So this week I am staying with my family and just like trying to soak up them and enjoy them for, because normally when I'm here, I'm like, focused on eating good and it's training and it's so quick on my visit. So this is the first time I've stayed for a while. Um, yeah, so it's been awesome. I'm mentally feeling a lot better this week than I was last week. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I know it's probably hard to describe to normal CrossFitters like myself of, I'm just so curious of that weekend, like how bad does it really hurt all weekend? Like the recovery period, like when you're done for the day, is it that feeling where you're just so wiped out that you can't even form a sentence? Like, give me a barometer of what it's like to be in it. Um, so last year, it was, at least for me, and I would say that most people would probably agree, last year was much more physically draining. Um, the marathon row just, like, sucked the life out of you at the beginning, and then you're just trying to survive. So last year, I did feel that way. I did every day. I left feeling, like, super exhausted, couldn't get enough sleep because the days were really, really long. I would wake up. It's always like, <laughs> this is kind of weird, but like when you wake up in the middle of the night to pee, you're like, how bad am I going to feel when I get out of bed? Oh, and like, yeah. usually, <laughs> usually it's like, Oh God, you like take a few steps and you're like, I'm dying. You're like, am I, am I going to shake this out or is this going to be really a problem? Yeah. Yeah. So that was last year. This year was totally different. Um, the volume wasn't as high. And I think I think it had to, a lot to do with that. I was much more prepared for the volume this year because we had more time to train for the games. I was expecting to make the games. It was just kind of a different mindset going into it. So I was much more physically prepared with the ankle injury and with all the cuts and just the workouts in general. 
emotions were really, really high. And I felt like every night we were emotionally drained. Like my whole crew, we were all just like would sit down at night and be like, like blobs, like how in that, that's kind of like a whirlwind in the moment. Like you're just tired and you just kind of keep grinding. And then like two days after the games, you're fine. And then all of a sudden, like Wednesday and Thursday, you wake up and you're like, I feel terrible. And it's not necessarily like I'm sore. It's just you're tired. And I think it's just our body like finally catching up from the emotions. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so emotionally draining. And it's like crazy because my husband and my coach and my mom, like they didn't even work out at all. And they were probably worse than me. It's just because the emotion on them, I I can't even imagine how they feel. I'm laughing, Amanda, because I'm like, (laughs) Claire and I like walk around Bender Village all weekend and we just socialize and I'm exhausted by that. Like, (laughs) just like, I can't imagine. I say that all the time. I'm like, I cannot imagine being a games athlete like the and you're probably not sleeping well either because you're just so amped up with the whole excitement yeah it's hard to like shut your body down at the end of those nights because you're just like you're so tired but you're restless so yeah sleeping is definitely not great but I honestly think that my family and my husband and my coach feel worse than I do especially this last year because emotions were just really rough and it physically wasn't that much different than my training. So I was like, I was okay. The question that a lot of people had was like, how on earth did you feel after hurting your ankle? Was it Friday? Uh, It was Thursday or wait, Friday. Oh wait, when did we do the rock run? Friday morning and the rock run. Um, So I, it was like the second we did four laps. So when I had the 40 pound weight on my back, we had to run in grass, which is just super unfortunate. But (laughs) so I'm like, stepped on just a little like bubble in the grass. Oh like, yeah. Like there's the smallest divot and you're going, yeah, yeah. The tiniest things. And you never even think about it with extra weight on your back. Like, and I've sprained this ankle before. It's been like five years since I have, but with that weight on my back, it just snapped like harder than it has ever. And I almost like felt queasy cause it was just kind of gross the feeling. And then I just kept running and I was like, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and like, I just didn't. But you're like, I'm, I'm not fine. I'm not fine, but I am fine. You're right. I did slow down significantly and that was like super disappointing, but I just didn't have any power in my leg. And it was like, there was a a few inclines, it wasn't by any means a hilly run, but there was a few inclines and the the grass portion was really, really difficult after I sprained it. And I was petrified to do it again. So I was super careful in the grass, which slowed me down. But the physical pain during that run wasn't that bad it was right after which is i mean pretty standard when you compete adrenaline is like oh yeah adrenaline's like oh we're good and then after the fact you're like oh my gosh this is like the size of a football right like why can't i walk i was just running (laughs) so yeah i mean that was that was really 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 hard and obviously super unexpected and i honestly for probably a half a lap was like your games is over like this is it like you guys will finish this event but i didn't know how bad it was but um, obviously, it wasn't that bad that I could keep working out. So I, I guess I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like incredible, amazing. And I definitely want to get to kind of the rest of the weekend. But do you have any um, opinions, like in comparison to last year? Did, did you guys feel the huge difference of the, the way they did the different cuts? I would say that the feel in general was just different because of, you know, there were so many people there. And it was just like very unknown. It, obviously, you're still at the games and there's some things that are the same, but everyone went into it feeling like we have no idea what's going to happen and we have no idea what we're doing and we have no idea how these cuts are going to work. So it was just like a weird feeling going into it as compared to last year, even though I was a rookie last year. So I kind of still felt that way. But um, the first cut, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I expected to get through the first cut, but the first cut didn't seem as 
intense. But still, the way they did it wasn't great. I mean, they they basically like read everyone's names and kind of made you like stand up like a like you were oh know, like a like, school kid not picked for like kickball. Yeah, it's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. yeah, it was super uncomfortable. And so we had to like stand up and go walk over. And then if your name wasn't called, they're like stay here and we'll like get rid of your coach's wristbands and you guys are free to go. So like it, I feel like there could have been a better better way to do it. I'm sure like organizationally there was some stuff that we don't see, but um. I'm sure emotionally that was super, super hard. And it just got worse each time because there was less and less people and there was people you knew getting cut. And the very last one was bad because they made us like walk over to the arena. And obviously most people knew at that point, I did not know. I was like, I'm either 10th or 11th. I have no idea. And they were like, well, we're going to put a chip timer on everyone. We're going to walk you to the the Coliseum. We'll sit you down and we'll announce the cuts. And like some people were pretty upset because they knew that they didn't make it. And they were like, well, why do I have to go? <laughs> Walking like, people going. over there and announcing it there when they knew that they weren't going. Yeah. And like putting chip timers on everyone didn't seem to be logical. But I, sure. I mean, again, who knows why that they were doing that. So that one was like, I feel like the only shocking spot was like me and like the other 10th place people. Because most people knew like at that point that they didn't make it. It was just unfortunate they had to go over and experience it when they just wanted to leave. So yeah, it was all super, super weird. I really do think they'll do better next year because I think they knew it wasn't great, but I, I don't know if they had a huge plan going into it. Like what to expect. That's kind of how, I mean, as, as spectators, it, I think we're watching it going, okay, this doesn't make a ton of sense, but I, I know it has to be such a different experience for the athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just wondered too, if like the energy was so different or people were just kind of like, ugh, like, the energy was negative or just more stressful. I mean, it's a stressful time in and of itself, but I just feel like from my outside perspective, I'm watching this going like, isn't this supposed to be like the event of the CrossFit games? It's like, how will you do over the weekend? And that's what makes, and I agree. That's what makes the CrossFit games so hard. It's like surviving the weekend. Like everyone's good on day exactly, one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but that's a really good point. But yeah, the energy was definitely more stressful. I th- And it was just because like, Although most girls go there with no intention of getting 40th place in previous years, but like you at least knew like worst case scenario, I'm the 40th fittest woman in the world and I'm not, I'm going to get to compete all weekend unless you didn't make the minimum work requirements right? in the workouts. So it was, there was always kind of that like safety net. And this year it was like, like you go no, in and you're like, no I'm just going to give my best all weekend versus I'm going in. I'm I've put in, I think what, what really frustrated us as spectators and supporters of the CrossFit games and doing CrossFit for like 10 years um, is we love to see how people work so hard and how professional athletes and pre- professional CrossFit games athletes, you guys put your heart and soul into going to the games. Like just let them have the weekend, like let them have the weekend right. as opposed to like, okay, that was a good day. See you later. And again, there's got to be some rationale and I will be open to change and I'll be open to that. But it's just really hard to kind of wrap my head around the why, because we love watching the whole weekend with everyone. Right. And that was what a lot of the girls were saying on Saturday. They were like, we trained all year for this to do six events. Like I trained my ass off all year. Mm -hmm. Now what? Like, I'm not even tired. Like they wanted to go to a gym and do the workouts because they were just like, what do we do? Yeah. Like we, we trained so hard and we can't, now we're just done. Yeah. I saw like a few of the athletes did a triathlon the next day, like Sarah and (laughs) Sam, just because they're like, we got to take our power back. And I was like, you go, that is amazing. And to me, I know. I guess we could debate this all 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 day long, and I don't want to go down this uh, trail. But I just I feel truly that 
you guys are the ones that are making the money for the CrossFit games. Why? And we want to watch you all. That mm-hmm. to me, it's like, why would you do that? But yeah. I don't I'm, run the game. I'm so. hoping that they see that and there's a little bit of a change. I would love to see them keep 20 longer. If they really want to go to 10, just save it for later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give everyone a chance to show off their fitness and test all domains and then really narrow it down. Right, right. Okay, really quick, I'm going to jump over to the, the cleans event or the, the cleans in the stadium or the, in the arena. Is that what they mm-hmm. called it? <laughs> Where you yeah, kicked ass at the I cleans? I think it was just clean. I don't know what just it was. Just a one rep max. And, but it was in the arena. Do you feel like that was because you had a smaller group that was it like less pressure? I could have watched that all day long. Like I would have loved to have seen more competitors on the floor. I don't know that that to me felt like it was a little short. Like it just lasted. It could have lasted a lot longer, but at the same time, like, and I don't want you guys to feel like you have to lift for two hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that the other girls maybe would have hoped it would have lasted longer. I think me and Tia were like, can we get this done? Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> like between we're the two of you, you're lifting. like, oh, please. Yeah, that's true. And didn't Dave like up the weight? Wasn't it supposed to be capped? Yeah. So I don't know if he had a plan for that originally. I think they just like put a number like, okay, the girls ends at 260. And I don't know if he was like, if we go past it, we'll just keep going. Or if he's just didn't expect anyone to, I have no clue. I'm sure that he knew that there would be some girls that would get close. Um, And I went into it thinking that we would keep going. Like, I didn't think that we would stop at 260. I actually didn't even know that that was technically the last wait. But then afterwards, when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, like, so we didn't stop at 260. Oh, that's That's probably a good mental thing, though, that you're like, oh, we're going past this. And then when you hit it, you're like, oh, this is amazing. I know. So like that weight was already like a mental barrier for me anyways, because it was IPR by three pounds when I hit 260. So I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) And I'm like, 265. I'm like, holy cow, this is like really ambitious. (laughs) And then I rushed it because I was like, so excited to try and get it. And I have a tendency to like, the more nervous I am, the quicker I try to pull it. And then it the bar gets in front of me. And like at that kind of weight, if you're out like a millimeter, you're going to lose the weight because it's so heavy. It's going to pull you forward. Really? Just a millimeter? So these are the <laughs> little tiny things that I'm like, that is incredible. But I believe you because I, I watched you. Claire and I were in the arena for that event. And we were just like, every time you would clean, you power clean this weight. And we're just like, boop. Boop, like she just booped it right up and it was just so easy and it was so I'm sure you've heard this from so many people but it was so obvious that you had no problem like a toothpick just popping in the air and we're like that is incredible but just says so much too about technique and how you know that lift so well yeah I, I kept telling myself I'm like because I I have a really bad habit of rushing the start of my lifts and like it's good in CrossFit but for moments like that like you have 30 seconds like take the time to like slow down and walk up to the bar. And I'm just like, not good at that. And I kept trying to tell myself the whole time. I'm like, every time I would like hear the buzzer, I'm like, slow, you don't have to rush. It's Mm -hmm. okay. But it's still one of those things you're kind of like, you just want to get it over with. Yeah. All the pressure on you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't imagine. Okay. I have a geeky question about that then. Like why, when you say rush it, does that mean you rush and you have, because you're rushing, you may make an error like you really want to think through it because I would think the opposite like going in and not overthinking it yeah so definitely not not slowing down in purposes of thinking because really you're not really thinking about much you're just 
trying to be aggressive, but slowing down the first pull from the floor. So if you, I mean, that's where all the mistakes happen basically. So if you're pulling too fast, I just, I pull the bar out. I don't keep the bar close enough to me. And that's like getting it around my knees is where the problem happens. And then it's just a little bit in front of you. You catch it on your toes and you can't, you can't save it at that kind of weight. So if you slow down, it is a huge, you know, just kind of like think about going around your knees and keeping that controlled, especially for me, because I'm not an Olympic weightlifter. So like, it's still pretty new to me, all of the technique, I just have a ton of brute strength that, you know, we've just really been refining my technique. But Mm -hmm. honestly, like, (laughs) we don't spend much time on that, because there's so many things I need to get better at in CrossFit. And my clean is not at the top of our list. So, you know, you got to kind of pick and choose what you, what you attack during the year and cleans are like the very bottom of our list of priorities. So as much as I'd love to make my clean even more beautiful, it's like, you gotta, you gotta realize what's going to help you get closer to the top of that podium. And yeah, you're like, Oh, I'm kind of already like the top, (laughs) you know, I came in second to the games winner in this event, probably can like let that one live for a couple of months. (laughs) Right. And it's like, not super like, yeah, it's just like strength's not a huge issue. And we know that like, that's going to be one event at the games, whereas like gymnastics is going to be a lot of them. So it's, you get more bang for your buck working on that. Yeah, well, from a very selfish perspective, Claire and I, that's our favorite event to watch. So you just keep working on that for our sake, we'll be happy. I'll, I'll about do us. well in a clean workout. I won't <laughs> let you guys down. I, I hear cleans and I'm like, yes. <laughs> it was so much fun. We were just so excited to watch you with that. Was that when you're in that like middle, everyone's eyes are on you. <laughs> what is that like? Honestly, like, so I've never done a weightlifting meet because I thought I would hate that, but it wasn't that bad. It was just like, you're so focused on the bar. You don't even really notice the people. Like I would look at Boz every round and he would be like, are you ready? And I'm like, yep. And then I would just look at the bar and do it. Like you don't really, you forget about the crowd, which is weird, but. I can see that where you're so focused um, that you just kind of have to tune all that out or your brain just Mm -hmm. can't register all of that. But I feel like we've also heard the opposite though from other games athletes we've talked to. Like either someone will say like he like, oh, you just tune out the crowd. We've also heard like, oh, the crowd is what makes it like you're, you know, you feel the crowd so much and you're so excited because everyone's cheering for you. I think I feel that way like before and after, but like when you get close to that platform, it's like tunnel vision for me. And I think like once you get used to competing and you're used to being like on in the spotlight, like you, you just become accustomed to that. And like, it's so cool to hear it and it's so cool to experience it, but you also have to be very good at like not letting it distract you. Yeah. And you have so much experience from that because you've been an athlete pretty much your entire life. So you probably have that mental piece down, which I really don't know how you do it. Yeah, Yeah, I've basically been competing my entire life. So like, the pressure moments are where I do better. And it's like, yeah, it's still scary as heck for me. And I still get super nervous. But it's usually when my body and my mind perform the best, because it's like, I'm so used to it. It's like a comfort, uncomfortable spot for me. Yeah, I I, so throughout the weekend, are there events that stick out where you're like, guys, that was so fun? Or were you just trying to really kind of nurse the ankle? I mean, cleaning that much weight on an ankle that was injured. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. So I had a very, very, like a whole roll of athletic tape taped on it. And then I had a big bulky black ankle brace, which people didn't notice because I wore my black ankle sock on my other leg. So it kind of like, unless you were close up, you could know. Yeah. You couldn't tell. Well, we we also had nosebleed seats, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) We were, we were literally in the back row, like the wall was behind us. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you guys couldn't see the pineapples on my belt. No, we couldn't. We could not see the roll of tape from afar. Oh, no. We missed the pineapples. Like these <laughs> the details that we don't get from not, you know, from buying waiting to buy our tickets until they yeah, are almost sold out. We need to call up Greg Glassman. <laughs> we we demand better seats. <laughs> Someone told me that they thought they were sour patch kids on my belt. I'm like, no, they're pineapples. <laughs> oh, if only though. That would be amazing. Be like, yes, my sponsor is Haribo or Haribo. <laughs> I have no idea, but I know you're talking about. Yeah, but um, I had my ankle just taped so so much that I honestly didn't really feel it in the clean, and the lifters helped me. So it was. I mean, that was people are like, "Oh, your ankle." I can't imagine if you you would have cleaned more if it wasn't for your ankle. I'm like, honestly, I think that that was. I failed that clean not because of my ankle, but I appreciate everyone thinking that. <laughs> um, I forget what you asked me. You asked me what I really just, enjoyed. Yeah, throughout the entire weekend, were there events that stuck out where you're like, "Gosh, that was so fun," even though it wasn't maybe your wheelhouse, but it was just a really fun workout. I think the first workout would have been fun if it wasn't so hot, but the heat was like. Like I look back now and think about that workout. I'm like, that's a cool workout, but it was so hot. So yeah. it, it that was not fun. What um, was the workout for those, the listeners who didn't uh, memorize the, the CrossFit? First, the, the first workout was the run three legless rope climbs and then the snap, the squat snatches on the field for four rounds. Um, and it was just like the turf in that stadium. There's just like zero breeze and it. The heat just is insane. Like you come in, from the run and you're just like, Ugh. yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, it's just like a little heater box. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a total game changer. Um, but fun. The second workout was really fun. That was the one where we did the row and then the kettlebell push presses and then the handstand walk. It was really, really hard. Your arms were like complete noodles, but it was a fun workout. It's always fun. I don't know. I think anything with handstand walks is fun, but it was just quick and it was quick and painful, but not like so bad where you're like, it was mostly just arm pain. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, I totally get that. You know, I know that. <laughs> I did dumbbell DT today. I'm feeling arm pain. Oh yeah, you know the arm pain then, where you're like, my lungs are fine, but my arms can't move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not like questioning my like purpose on this earth. I just like I'm not gonna be able to wash my hair later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that one was fun. Uh, obviously, I really enjoyed the sled push bar muscle up one. I was super shocked that I won that, and I love like odd object anything so pushing a sled is is really fun for me so that workout was incredible I kind of am blanking on the rest of the weekend yeah it's were there any that you when they were announced you were like oh no (laughs) oh my gosh most of them honestly it was like (laughs) could this get any worse that's kind of the point I got to like after the ankle and then the workouts kept getting announced and I'm like bring it on let's just bring on the worst workouts possible for me and see how I can do um other than the clean (laughs) I was super pumped when they announced that but the rest of them, I was just like, uh, so Mary, I mean, my, I'm not great uh, at upper body pulling still. It's like a weakness that I'm really trying to work on and I'm way better at it, but still like a workout that's essentially just a pull-up workout. And then how fast you can do pistols and handstand pushups for the biggest girl out there is not, not a good workout for me, especially <laughs> over 20 minutes. So was not thrilled about that. That's okay. That was our favorite workout too. Yeah, I'm sure it was not fun to watch. Oh, so boring. Like, no offense, but Claire and I, like, the first five minutes were like, what? Claire fell asleep. I I actually literally fell asleep. Oh, my God. Okay. For context, I I hope Dave Castro is listening. I know. I know you don't have context. I have a a six month old, I have a three and a half year old, and a six month old. So, this is my first trip away from her. And so, I was like, you know how when you're like studying for finals or something and like you make it through the week, but then at the end, 
when you finally can can relax, your body just like collapses. Yes, absolutely. I was experiencing that a little bit at the games because it was the first time that I'd actually been able to sleep since February. Oh my and God. so I literally took a nap during Mary at the games. <laughs> yeah, so we don't need any more 20-minute AMRAP. No. <laughs> Dave, I hope Dave's listening. Dave, let's talk. No. Yeah, I'm, I did not enjoy that one either. Uh, <laughs> the sprint event really sucked for me because that's something I would have liked because I was a sprinter in high school, but I just like could not sprint with my ankle. Oh so it was just God, like, yes. I was just like, like when they announced that, I was like, this is, and I think honestly, before we knew anything, my coach and I were like, worst case scenario would be like a sprint where you have to cut and stuff. <laughs> and then the next morning we get that workout and I'm like, Maybe I'm just like praying. I'm like, maybe there'll be like a heavy sandbag at the end of it. So I can like catch up because I'm good right. at stuff like that. And then I heard you say that it's like when you think about how like you need something and then like an Amazon ad pops up for you and you're like, I didn't even say that out loud. Oh yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? If <laughs> Castro was like lurking around the corner and he was like, okay, sprints. That was the moment where I was like embarrassed that people didn't know about my ankle because I felt like I looked really slow and awkward running and people didn't know why. And it was like, oh God, I just look like this, like, like, I don't know. I felt like I was just like limping and lurking and like looking super, I don't know. It just, it probably felt a lot worse than it looked, but that workout was just like pretty traumatizing. And then at that moment, I'm like, okay, now my CrossFit Games is over because I thought I got cut because I did so bad in it. And I was like, I was sixth place going into that. And I did pretty bad. So I was like, Oh, my God, I'm gonna be like 11th or 12th. I just know it. And like sitting on that field, just like waiting, having no idea, was like the longest hour of my life. I wish they would give uh, injured athletes that are like still trying to hang on, like a special t shirt. It's like, I swear I'm trying. I know because like people never know and I have so many no. people tell me that they're like we had no idea and I'm like and I don't want to like walk out with a sign on my forehead that's like feel sorry for me I'm hurt but at the same time it's like it looks like you're incapable of doing something that you've trained so hard to do and it's like it's hard not to be embarrassed like you don't yeah, I you went out like, I'm not just slow and awkward like, I literally think I messed up on my first set of double unders in that workout like 80 times because I was just trying like obviously panicking but trying really hard to get in a rhythm of like jumping off of one leg and it was just different and in the warm-up area I was every time I warmed up my double unders I messed up and I was like crap like why can't I do this and it was just different it was like I was jumping differently and when you do something like that for reps and reps and reps for years and years and years the exact same way it's hard to just like change it so I got out on the floor and like messed up on my double unders like it took me like 30 seconds to get one double under. And I'm like, this is, I'm at the CrossFit games. Like, and people think I can't do double unders. Like how embarrassing is this? But like, you can't, I don't have a sign on my forehead that says I'm trying to jump off of one leg. <laughs> right. You're like, I, I swear I can do this guys. I did not a fluke. <laughs> it's like, I just climbed the pegboard, which was like a huge feat for me. And now I can't do a double under. <laughs> like, What is happening? <laughs> like, I just wanted to cry. <laughs> what is happening in the world? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I have a quick question and then I want to move on to some um, listener questions because we got some really good ones. But I'm always very curious as the CrossFit Games becomes way more competitive. Do you have to be really mindful of what you post on social media of like how you're training? Like, is there kind of like this underground you have to be super secret so people don't understand what you're training and someone's got to have the, you know, the upper hand and they don't want to know what you're doing? Like, does that exist or do you feel the pressure to be secretive? I honestly don't. And I don't know if that's just different for me. I don't think that I'm a pretty open book and I can't, I don't, I can't imagine functioning any other way, but 
I don't get the vibe that anyone does that. I think that it's so much, yeah, you're practicing unknown things, but like how much more creative can we all get? Sure. Yeah. um, And it it truly comes down to fitness. So it's just like you posting that on social media. It's like, cool. I can see that that person looks fit on social media, but like, number one, are they as fit as they appear on social media? Maybe not. Number two, like you can't control how fit they look through social media. So it, it doesn't change anything. I think a lot of people get caught up in it, but yeah. yeah, sometimes you wonder like, why is this person always doing this? Or it appears that they're always doing this because they only post about certain things. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can wander that kind of stuff all day. So I, <laughs> I honestly don't worry about it. It's, it is, I'm sure that some people do more, but I mean, you see people doing like random tricks and you're just like, my God, I hope that never comes up. Right. Like, I don't try that. Someone's like <laughs> balancing a car and you're just yeah, like, yeah. like, stop it. Stop posting that crap. Like, like backflip burpees. You're like, no, you're yeah. giving him ideas. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, Claire and I keep I, telling, telling Dave, we keep putting it out there. We went the limbo. So you might want to practice I, that, Amanda. Okay. Literally guys, I, this is the hill I will die on when it comes to CrossFit. Think about all the things it tests, like agility, flexibility, coordination, balance. Like these are the pillars of CrossFit and we are missing out on a huge opportunity to put the limbo in the open yeah, and, have, and like, the rhythm, hundreds of thousands of people yeah, driving the limbo. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to the girl who's five, seven against a bunch of five foot girls. So. <laughs> right. But then, but then you'll balance it out. It'll be like the limbo and then wall balls. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember I brought that up once to like Matt Chan and he was like, yeah, but how would you how do you measure that? It's not measurable. I was like, Matt, how low can you go? <laughs> Hello. Do you even know the limbo song? <laughs> That's hilarious. The listeners who are hearing this are like, Claire, we get it. You we want get the limbo. it. Yeah. Like, this has been out. like a six year conversation. So the listeners are real <laughs> tired of hearing Claire say that, but I agree. And, oh, I lost my train of thought. Crap. What was I going to say about that? Limbo. Oh, we, we interviewed Camille um, a few years ago and Camille was like, yeah, sometimes I'll post things just to mess with people. Like I'm going on a run and then I'll just go have pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's that doesn't surprise me at all. She's like, I'll just go down the block and do like a quick hundred meter run, and then I'll come back and be like, I'm having ice cream now. Like, that's oh really funny. my gosh, yeah. I'm sure most people don't post about their indulgences as much as they happen, but yeah, that's fair. I, I definitely don't post about mine as much as they happen. But you know what? Like- <laughs> I think you should start because we need Claire and I are on a mission to make sure that there's some transparency in the world of CrossFit where people are like, we we assume, Amanda, and you can bust this myth right now for us all. We assume in the CrossFit world that like the CrossFit Games athletes like eat perfectly to a T every single day. Their their bodies are machines. They have one gram of sugar and everything shuts down. Like <laughs> we know that's not the truth. And we need you to, to just normalize <laughs> that you're just a human being. Oh gosh. Yeah. I try really hard to be pretty blatant and honest on my Instagram. Um, food is like one of the hard things I think, because people always want to know what you're eating. Um, maybe I should get better about that. I should have done more. Like my husband, when we were like, we were on a trip this last week and he was like, post this. I'm like, I'm sick of being on my phone. Like we're on vacation. So I did try to post a few meals, but, um, (laughs) we got these like huge cookies and we had so much crap all weekend. So I'm like, Ooh, are those the cookies that you were breaking open? They had stuff inside or am I confused? Yeah. Those look so good. <laughs> they were incredible. What are the like, names of them again? It's called Fat and Weird Cookie. Yes. You like, order it online and they ship it to you. It's insanely good. That's the best name of a cookie I've ever heard. I know, right? <laughs> Fat and Weird. Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want that? <laughs> Now, if we could all just accept ourselves when we are fat and weird. Hey, I just made a post today like that. I felt super fluffy and I posted it anyways. And I know everyone's like, oh, you still look amazing. I'm like, thank you. And I appreciate that. But it's like everyone has 
Right. Perception no, is know. reality. Perception. Yeah. And it's two weeks out of the CrossFit games where I was super lean and I've eaten literal crap and barely worked out the last two weeks. So I still, I feel super duper fluffy. And it's like, you know, people have this expectation. You feel as if people have this expectation posting pictures on social media that you're going to be perfectly chiseled all the time. And I try to post stuff saying like, hey, we don't look like this year round, like reality check. And plus like this shouldn't be your goal. Exactly. My job is to work out and to yeah, exactly. Both in my body. So like, I try to make that very clear when women call to me and say your goals. I'm like, no, I shouldn't no. be your goal. Oh my gosh, Amanda, <laughs> I have to send you this article that I just posted yesterday. Um, not to go off track for a second. But Amelia Boone, who's the um, the Spartan race champion, uh, she just posted a really interesting take on this about how on the extreme end, she has an eating disorder. And mm-hmm. she for years has been on like the covers of magazines and people are like goals, hashtag goals. And she came out and was like, I have struggled for years with people telling me that I'm goals when I'm actually really, really ill. So it's like, I'm not saying that that people can't post pictures of their bodies that way, but people need to understand that like, you never know what they're going through. And if it's your job, no, you shouldn't be hashtag goals, but unless you want to be a full-time professional CrossFit athlete, then, right. you know, and like the normal people like us, yeah, we look up to you and we're like, that's amazing. But we, we shouldn't like spend our lives attain trying to attain an aesthetic that just isn't possible on right. that on the healthy end or on the extreme end where someone's like really really ill and they just aren't honest about it so it's just it was an interesting take I'll have to send that to you yeah I'd love that yeah it's something that I like super struggle with because I get it a lot from people I get stopped in grocery stores and it's sure. like I don't want to like sit there and have a 20 minute conversation with this person but it's also hard for me just to say thank you and walk away because I'm like like I want you to realize that I am a professional athlete who literally trains so much and I watch everything I eat and I do everything to make my body perform which makes it look a certain way and it's like I'm not planning on looking like this forever and it's not sustainable it's not super healthy it's you know the extreme past healthy so it's like I just want people to understand that and I think it's going to take time and a lot of people aren't as open about it as I am so I think that like you know just kind of like getting the word out that like, Hey, like healthy doesn't mean you have to look a certain, like a certain right. way. And right. uh, it's, I could go on all day. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> we'll just do a whole nother episode about that. And we'll just talk about yeah. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> one of our listeners, our good friend, uh, Laura Ligos, she's a, her account is the sassy dietitian dietitian, and she was a competitive swimmer. And so she had a great question where she was like, I know she was a competitive swimmer. And I'm always really cur- curious if your training or your focus on, how you navigate that world as an athlete to how you navigate this world as an athlete in the CrossFit world. It is so different. Like if I knew what I knew now, when I was swimming, I would have been such a better swimmer, which is sad, but it's like, I mean, I was in college. I ate bad. I drank more than I should have. And I worked hard when I was at the pool and in the weight room, but it, you know, when you realize how important sleep and nutrition are, and you see the benefits to it, you're like, holy cow, like, this is insane. And like, I was definitely very dedicated to my swim team and like, pretty intense. But the extreme level of my life now around CrossFit is there's almost no comparison, which sounds crazy, because I was a, a, a collegiate swimmer, like, and that's no joke. But the difference is, is so, so different. Like my whole life revolves around this. For the most part, I mean, I have a husband and you know, there's, you there's just, other things in my life. But yeah, um, you're PT. I mean, most- no big deal. You have a career and all these <laughs> other things. For the most part, like my days and my my planning and stuff revolve around how I can be the best CrossFitter. And like that was not the case in, 
in college. So it, it's really, really crazy. But at the same time, Amanda, we had so much fun in college. You know, right. we really did. <laughs> You're right. I, I definitely <laughs> don't regret that at all. I mean, I wouldn't have been that much better of a swimmer, like where I would have been in the Olympics. So it's like, sure, it would have been for what, like, I had a great time in college, met awesome friends and, you know, look back at it now. I mean, like, you know, I still got a lot out of it. I've just learned so much since then. It's just crazy how you think you know a lot about athletics and your, and, you know, fitness and whatever. And you just, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And I also even have to wonder, like, you know, 10 years from now, will you look back and be like, oh my gosh, if I knew now what I, if, if you know, if I had known then what I know now, like my CrossFit games would have, you know, time as a CrossFit games athlete would have been so different. Right. Like, it's I mean, always like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. you never know, you don't know what you don't know. And yes. so you just do the best you can with what you have. And I think like, even just in the time that CrossFit has been around the last you know, what, 10, 12 years, I think the shift within the CrossFit community, kind of away from the, you know, the capital C CrossFit, like HQ turning, you know, moving away from the fo like 100% focus on the games and more towards like the CrossFit health components and all that, I think also is just an, an evolution. And so it's always interesting to even just a little comment you had of it's crazy how important it is for sleep and nutrition. You know, we didn't know that stuff. It's like, 15 years ago, everyone was still eating low fat yogurt for breakfast and thinking like, yeah, this is the healthiest thing I can have. And 10 years ago, you know, we didn't get trying to get four hours of sleep and be like, no, this is fine. Four hours. Like, that's all you need. And like, yeah. that's, you know, you just, the, the things that come out and like nowadays, I mean, Joy and I always joke about this where people are like, you know, I got my heart rate variability tested and it's like, cool. How much sleep did you get last night? Like how much water did you drink today? Right. There's a lot of things that matter. Yeah, Totally. <laughs> Are there um, certain things that, like, I don't know, people always want to know, like, do you like certain types of lifters? Are there certain pieces of gear that you just love? Or are they all kind of now one and the same? I'm not like super duper attached to anything. I mean, I, and I think that that is important. Like, I mean, I like comfortable shoes. I'm not real picky. I've started wearing Nikes. I really, really like them. And do I they didn't make think you I... wear a certain brand at the games still, or is that done? This year you could wear whatever you wanted, which was pretty cool. I don't have a shoe sponsor though. So I was able to wear, you know, kind of just choose. Yeah. And I wore Nikes for the first time and I do really, really like them. Um, once I sprained my ankle, I couldn't get my foot in the Nikes because they're a little bit more narrow. So I went back to my Reeboks just because they're wider. But no, I mean, to answer your question, I'm not like super attached to anything other than the fact that I have to wear grips when I do anything because I've accustomed myself so much to using them that it's like, I can't even like, if I'm like taking a class and they're like, get on the pull-up rig and do some scat pull-ups. I'm like, ah, my hands are going to bleed. Like I need my grips, which is super pathetic. But I would say that's the only thing that I'm like super attached to. I try not to be attached to lifters and belts. And I think that's a good thing. Cause then you're just, you're not relying on equipment. I mean, I know there's always like cre creature comforts. Have you tried mm -hmm. the wad rod yet? <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> it's it like it's Claire and I met these guys a few so years ago in Carson. A lint roller. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a lint roller, but it shaves it, off your calluses and you never tear and it's the most okay. amazing thing. Yeah, imagine a lint roller except instead of like sticky paper, it's like really fine sandpaper. Hmm. And then like think about without being vulgar, like the shake weight motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. You just rub off your calluses hilarious. and it's magical, but I can't say it would work. Joy for always like brings it up. Cause she has like, I have the like worst the calluses, sensitive hands that she would like wake up in the middle of the night. Cause her calluses hurt. And the what? Water, yes, they would wake me up throbbing in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> I've never had that happen. <laughs> See, I work really hard, Amanda. <laughs> uh, you must. You must be doing a lot of pull-ups. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, work smarter, not harder, Joy. Yeah. <laughs> Must have a problem. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is really funny. So uh, yeah, a lot of people asked how you balance your life as a PT with your life as an athlete and how those things like, you know, play off one another, but then also, you know, how do you just make time for both? Um, so the last year I basically made my own schedule, which made it easier. I would see patients kind of like, I would keep my schedule fairly consistent, but it was convenient around my training. So it's only like a couple hours a day and which made it really easy. But then when I got into games training, I had a feeling that this would happen. It's just like games training is one, it's freaking long and two, it sucks the life out of you. So it's like, even though being a physical therapist isn't like total, like the worst physical labor, like you're still working hard. And like the hardest part is like engaging with people. And like, I don't want to half ass that because I'm tired from working out. And I, during games training, it starts to kind of get that way. So I did, I didn't work for the summer leading up to games training. And now I'm kind of still in limbo trying to figure out what I'm going to do this year, if I'm going to actually go back to seeing patients or take some time away from that and kind of do other things with PT so I can train more because it just takes time and energy that I want to exert in CrossFit right now. And I know that that's not going anywhere and I can still like continue to do education stuff and learning. And as much as I do with my body, it's like, I feel like I'm constantly treating myself, which is probably a really bad thing. But like, you're always, I'm always thinking with a PT brain when I'm doing things, because I just can't help it. So I feel like even if I'm not seeing people, I'm like still thinking about it and still engaging in it and still like using my PT brain more than you would think I would just because of what I do all day. If that makes any sense, which is really cool. But it also is sometimes like a detriment because I'm like, Oh, my God, what's wrong? Like, when I rolled my ankle in the games I'm like thinking about every ligament that oh I oh my god wore. yeah it's almost like it's almost like a curse because you know so much information and you're like oh this yeah. is happening and this is happening <laughs> it's really bad my it drives my coach crazy he's like you know too much just turn it off I'm like yeah. I can't help it yeah <laughs> so yeah I mean it's awesome like the balance is it's I had the power this year which was the year before I worked a lot and it was hard um, but this year I, I, I found a good balance um, going into this next year I'm just kind of piddling with the idea of of staying away from seeing clients and just see how it goes. Yeah. But um, the good thing is, is that my degree is not going anywhere. I'm exactly. going to be a PT forever. So it's like, it's really cool to have that and to know that like, you know, after CrossFit, I don't have to say what if or what's going to happen. Like, I'm always going to be Amanda Barnhart, the physical therapist. So yeah, no, I think that's really important. And I think it focuses on an identity outside of CrossFit, which is one of my questions too, is what is something about you that you, that's really important to you as, as for your identity that's not related to CrossFit? Um, my faith. I'm a, I'm a big Christian. I grew up in a Christian home and uh, I just, it's important to me because it centers me who I am. And I think that like, whatever your, your thing is in life, whether it's God or whatever, um, I just think that you have to have something that like, makes you you and makes you gives you a purpose because I, I think with athletics especially or with anything in life people searching careers and money and chasing something you see people chasing things and it's sometimes like it's like what are you chasing are you chasing like this feeling of happiness are you chasing this feeling of success are you chasing this goal and it kind of like gives you this endless thing that just makes you kind of spin in circles and from my perspective it's like I'm at peace with what I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm meant to do. And I'm sharing my gifts with the world as best as I possibly can right now. And that's going to change in the future. And that's why I know I'm on this earth. And it kind of just like brings a sense of peace, but also like 
pushes me even harder to see how well I can do and anything that I'm doing in my life. And it's just like a huge driver for me. That's amazing. And I think that's something that we love to hear because we always kind of talk about how when people pour themselves into one identity and you don't have like, you don't have any other buckets to fill your life up. And um, Mm -hmm. we know that balance is kind of a hard thing to do for anyone, but if you can look at your life and, and see all the areas that you're putting energy into, and if it's just one thing, uh, I think that can be sometimes pretty dangerous. What does competing do for you? Um, I mean, it's so, it's so thrilling and exhilarating and it's, it's so nerve wracking in the moment. Like you kind of think like, why the heck do I do this? This is miserable. And then like you get, that's the beginning. And then you get to the point when you're like, this is so fun. Like, the, the crowd, the energy, the the ability to push yourself to a place where you didn't think you were capable of and just trying to find your limits and just, you know, it's so crazy what like, I mean, I know everyone experiences it in CrossFit gyms. It's no different at the CrossFit games. It's like when you're doing an open workout and you just like, you do more when you don't think you can, like that is really, really cool. And I think it's that way in any sport. It's like you, you know, when I used to play volleyball, it's like, I would sometimes save a ball that I'm like, how did I get that? And it's just like, it's so cool how that happens and how your body is capable of certain things. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I just love testing those limits and see what I'm capable of. And it's, and in the end, it's it's really, really fun. And it's inspiring to watch. So thank you for being <laughs> that for so many of us. Can I ask a really one last question, and then we got to wrap up? Um, what's on your Netflix queue that you're loving right now that you have time to watch? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Bloodlines is the last thing my husband and I have been watching. Do you have to do that thing where you both have to like a show? Because I do that with my husband sometimes. We're yeah. like, oh, God, I need to pick a show that like we both like. Like He doesn't want to yeah. be watching glow with me right now and i'm like okay fine we'll watch succession (laughs) you know what is so annoying it's like i find this show and i'm like this is my show he's not gonna watch this with me and then like of course he ends up watching like an episode here and there and then he gets hooked on it and i'm like well now i can't watch this show without you and he works a weird hour so like i'm home alone a lot oh totally evenings Mm -hmm. so i'm like now i can't freaking watch my show because like it's not my show anymore right you took it from me and now i have to wait for you and it's not it's not like this relaxing thing for me where i can turn my brain off i totally get that we i laugh all the time because i'm like no 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 this is mine you can't have this one (laughs) We do that all the time. And I'm like, wait, now I have to find a new show. <laughs> Does he do the thing where um, like some of the shows he'll, he doesn't want to watch without me because he's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not really that into it, but I'll watch. I really enjoy it. So I'm going to watch it with you. Like I'm trying to think of one recently that I watched. It may have been like Handmaid's Tale, but he hears like so much in the media about it that he wants <laughs> yeah. to watch it, but he won't watch it by himself. So he's like, are you going to watch Handmaid's Tale tonight? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> That's hilarious. Why I mean, do you been... want to watch it? He's like, it's really funny. I've been recently watching like more like Bachelorette and stuff like oh, that. Oh, totally. And yeah. then he'll come in and he'll like, I'll see him like watching it oh. from the other room. I'm like, are you watching this? And he was like, this is trash. But he's like so into it. I'm so like, this is hilarious. Amanda, uh, my husband and I are on a, we have a fantasy league for The Bachelor, The Bachelorette and The Bachelor. We have like um, uh, like four cool. other, like a couple of other couples and we, it's so much fun. So I highly recommend it. If, just like that will be his in. So you could be like, look, we're going to do this together. It's going to be really funny. You get points for people going crazy. <laughs> It's yeah. awesome. I fun. also feel like, is there anyone who's watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette who's not like, this is trash, but no. I can't look away? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Everyone's watching I mean, it with everyone like... Everyone watches it because of that. It's yeah. a train wreck. Yeah, it's so great. 
Did you watch? Did you watch the most recent one with Ty- Tyler yeah. and Hannah? Yeah. Um, did you yeah. see the news that Tyler and Gigi Hadid went on a date? What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did he ever go on a date with Hannah? I don't know, but the news, like e e oh. news, is like Gigi Hadid and Tyler leaving a hotel. This is like their third date. Oh, I'm like, <gasps> I mean, no surprising. Like he is so good looking. He's so, so cute. Like, yeah, I loved him from the beginning. I was like, I like Tyler. I don't think he's going to win. Team but. Tyler. He was on my team. Yep. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, Amanda, I know everyone, most everyone listening to the show has your socials, but can you just plug um, all of your social media for the listeners? Uh, I'm mostly just on Instagram. I kind of just got Twitter, but I really don't use it. I'm trying to figure it out. But Amanda J. Barnhart on Instagram. So they can find me there. Well, thank you again so much for your time. We had such a blast. Stay on the line. And listeners, please support the podcast by visiting our sponsor on the websites girlsgonewildpodcast.com you can support us there and Amanda thank you again we loved having you thanks guys